Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Friday, July the 29th, and we come to you after a very terrifying Phillies win last night. The Phillies in control all game until Juris Familia made it a, uh, a disaster situation. The Phillies almost blow another massive ninth inning lead. We all remember the 7-1 against the Mets. Similar vibes last night, 8-2, whatever it was going in the ninth, and then Familia just a freaking disaster that guy i'm like how is this guy still on this team like what more do we need to see he is a horrible pitcher i don't care how much money you but you gave him i don't care that it was a six million dollar deal or whatever like have you ever heard of the term sunk cost philadelphia phillies that dude is a sunk cost he is hurting your baseball team mark appel is a way better pitcher than juris familia dfa familia bring appel up and let's move forward like enough 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 i can't watch this guy pitch on my team anymore i can't do it i can't like the guy has to go dave you made a mistake admit it move on eat the mistake david phillies eat the mistake like, no more. This guy can't come. Like, okay, if we're losing 15 to 1, I'll bring Familia in a game. He, to me, Juris Familia is essentially the equivalent of a position player pitching, as far as I'm concerned, in terms of if he's on my roster. It's like, well, I could put Garrett Stubbs in because we're down 13 to 1. You know what? I'll put Familia in. Probably a better option here. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do that. Like, that's it. That's all I want to see from this guy. And again, I don't even want to see him. I want him DFA'd. I want him off this team. I would absolutely just eat the money and get rid of him right now, today. Bring a pal back up. He is a disaster. Like Brandon Workman, Heath Henry level disaster. God, I, I can't stand him. I can't stand him watching him whenever he comes in the game. If the I just... It was awful last night. It was terrifying. And Sir Anthony comes in. And then you have to burn Sir Anthony to get a couple outs in the ninth. Man, man, what a day. They win, but a bit of a disappointing win strictly because of Familia. But at least they hit. We'll get into it all. I had um, the opportunity last night to go down to uh, Skipback PA and uh, and timeout sports bar in Skipback PA and uh, hang out with a bunch of... um, I hope's listeners and Phillies Today listeners, I talked to a few of you guys, which is, you know, again, you're my favorite people, as I always say. Um, it was super cool. We had a great time watching the game. I get to meet so many awesome people. Tommy Green in the house. Anytime you can hang with someone who's thrown a no-hitter in Major League Baseball, that's a pretty, pretty cool, unique thing to do. And he was a super nice guy, too. Um, I was just really, really awesome. I always, you know... Um, for me, my favorite part of my job is the opportunity to get out and just meet people who who listen to what I do and like to talk about it. And 
you know, it's just, um, it's a thrill. It's such a thrill. And everyone was so awesome and such nice people and had so much fun just chopping it up with, with, with honestly, I'm surprised how many people came out. Like there was a fair amount of people there and it was really, um, it was really, really, really awesome. So I just want to, if you're one of those people, thank you so much for coming out. We had, um, it was a thrill for us and for Jack and, and me. Um, but you know, it was one of those nights where because I was talking to so many people and this and that, I'm like kind of, you know, I'm not seeing every pitch like I normally would. Now, I'm, I'm definitely, you know, following the game. I know what's happening, but like normally, you know, I'm pretty locked in on a baseball game, obviously, you know, we talk about it every day. Um, but, you know, I'm talking to a bunch of people and I'm kind of keeping up as it's going and, you know, it's like 3 nothing, 4 nothing. All right, we're moving along. 7 uh, oh, Schwartz, let's go. Boom. And then it's like, and then we're just sitting there and, and it's like, Familia's in and it's like, huh. You know, and then the, all of a sudden the bases are loaded. And now I'm like actually watching and I'm sitting with a table of people and we're just sitting there like staring at the screen like, and it's just like falling apart and falling apart and it's like a, it's like a horror movie. It's like in a horror movie when like the girl runs up the stairs, you know, such a classic horror movie trope instead of running outside and you're watching the movie going like, don't do that. Like, don't go that way. You know, like th- this is a mistake. Please. You know, go the other way. Um, that's what it feels like watching Familia come into a game like that. And again, you know, I think Thompson took too long to, to take him out. Familia only throws 19 pitches, but does about as much damage with 19 pitches as you could possibly do. My man gets one out and gave up five earned runs, four hits, one walk, five earned runs. And then Sir Anthony comes. And let's go through the chronology of the game, but, um, you know, for me at least. It was one of those games where, you know, you're just feeling fine, feeling fine, feeling fine. Then all of a sudden you're like, nah, <laughs> nah, no, 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 no. It all worked out in the end. Thank goodness. As the Phillies, honestly, the story of the night outside of Juris Familia needing to be off this baseball team, because, you know, from a negative perspective, there really is no other negatives. Wheeler was really good. Seven innings, two earned, eight Ks, three hits, three walks. You'll take that. Sub one whip in. Good. Canable. Nice clean inning. Good job. Then Familia. Then Sir Anthony comes in and, and saves the game. So, you know, from a pitching perspective, no problems. I think the bigger thing is Philly's bats put up some actual runs last night, thank God. And it turned out they needed every single one of them. But the bats got going a bit last night. You know, the you look down the, the box score and, you know, they get a Hall triple to, to score the first run. He's, he hit some bombs of center field that haven't gone out. Um... You know, Cassianos uh, has an RBI single. Bohm has an RBI single. Schwarber, a three-run home run. Didi, a single. So just going through the lineup, Schwarber, two for five with one run and three RBI. Boom. Hoskins, two for five with a run scored. Bohm, two for five, run scored, RBI, batting 294. Derek Hall, one for five with that big triple, gets him on the board, run scored, RBI, uh, two RBI. How about this one? Nick Castellanos, three for five on the night with a run scored and an RBI. Still... Not driving the ball, but I will I will take a, a three for five from Cassianos, obviously. Stock goes one for five, DD one for four with the RBI, and then Veerling two for four with two runs scored, and even Stubbsy goes one for four with a run scored. So everyone really getting in on the act. And again, you know, this is you know, kind of the what we've been talking about with this team where it's um you know, it's really been the offense that has been the bigger reason that they have not won certain games or a or a, a majority of games, or whatever, um, and they are, by the way, five games over five hundred now. Officially tied with the Cardinals. Technically, for the season today, the Phillies are in the playoffs because they hold the tiebreaker over the Cardinals. 
Um, but they both, for the first time, uh, the Cardinals has had games in hand for for a for a long time, and uh, finally we're we're even, fifty two and forty seven. Both teams the exact same record. So pretty exciting. We got a we got a little race here, and we'll look at the standings a little bit later where the Padres are at all that, but. Um, it was just really nice to see the offense get going a bit last night. And again, <laughs> it turned out that they needed every one of those runs. And, and look, it's not like they were facing a Cy Young or anything like that. But, you know, for an offense that really has struggled to get going, you know, it was nice to see. And, and a big lineup change last night as as something I've been calling for. I was actually saying the two-hole, but, I mean, hey, best sitter on the team should probably in the three-hole, right? Alec Bohm in the three-hole last night. So the lineup. Now, this was with JT out. JT was in the three-hole the night before. But, uh, if, again, to the point we made before, it really does seem like Thompson's a big righty-lefty guy. You know, the way he shakes out his lineup, it does seem like he really does give thought to that. And that's fine. Like, I'm not a a massive, you know, guy. I do think it matters not having, uh, you know, big lefties in a row late in games because they just bring in those lefty guys who just slider them to death and it's almost impossible to get a hit. But for the most part, especially with righties, I'm not that concerned, but it certainly seems like Thompson is with the way he's bringing down these lineups. Like Schwerber, lefty, Hoskins, righty, Bohm, righty, Hall, lefty, Cassiano's righty, Stott, lefty. You know, he's got a couple lefties in a row with DD and Stott, but then it's Veerling, righty, stub switch. So it's like... You know, I think he's really taken into account um, the handedness of the players, and uh, I think that's why you know, kind of people are jumping around a bit. But Bowman the three zero last night, I, I I dug it, I dug it, I like him there more than JT. Um, and JT's been better lately, but you know, Bohm is not your classic three hitter, but you know, obviously he's not driving the ball out of the ballpark. Um, you know, so um, but he's hitting, man. Alec Bohm is hitting. He has been by far the most consistent hitter on this team, as we've talked about recently. And um, I've been really impressed with him, you know, especially, you know, just the the season the kids had to go through the, the I believe and hate this place thing and to own it and to turn it around and to, you know, really have his defensive struggles then. And recently that Cubs game we remember and stuff like that. And it's still kind of, A, be able to work on his defense to a, a, you know, somewhat passable level, right? Not good, not not even, you know, okay. But, you know, getting there, like better than it was, you know, that's something. And then, you know, offensively to be able to kind of get past all that stuff and just go out and rake, man, and look like the guy they drafted third overall in the Major League Baseball draft. The hit tool was always there. He's hitting the minors. He hit his rookie season. Last year was such an aberration, it felt like. And, and it feels like we're seeing that now. You know, it feels like we're seeing Boehm, figure it out again and just be really crafty with the bat in his hands. You know, he's someone who, yes, he's not going to drive the ball out of the ballpark too much, but man, does he find the gaps. Man, does he find the holes in the defense. Man, is he good at just shooting one the other way. Whatever. You know, I've been just uber impressed with him, and uh, I think he deserves to bat higher in the lineup. We'll see how Topper decides to handle it moving forward, but um, I like seeing it last night. Another two for five. He's on a 13-game hitting streak. He's been just absolutely locked in over that time. So I do think um you know nice to see him get rewarded a little bit for that. It was in the seventh spot the night before. It's like, you know, this guy's been the best here on the team. It's it's good to reward him. So I uh I appreciated that. And it'll be interesting tonight going up against a lefty in Quintana. You know, if that kind of um potentially puts him higher in the lineup again. You know, obviously JT as well um should be back in the lineup tonight as uh, tonight as Bailey Falter against Jose Quintana. A couple of lefties doing battle. 
Um, obviously, I don't think we feel super confident with Falter on the hill, but um, you know, Quintana has been very hit or miss this season. Started the season really well, um, and uh, has really been uh, hit or miss since then. So, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see where Bums in the lineup tonight. I think he deserves the opportunity to move up a bit, as he has been just so so good from an offensive perspective for this team. And again, it was just nice to see him get going again last night. You know, Schwarber, when was the last time he had a two-hit game? <laughs> Seriously, you know, it feels like it's been a month you know, or at least three weeks since a, since a two-hit game. And um, nice one last night. Hoskins getting in on it. You know, both those guys getting four hits. You know, that's the kind of thing you'll see when they score runs. You know, those two have really driven this car, you know, over the, the time with Harper out. And then obviously with with Alec now really stepping up and stepping into that role has been the, the best hitter um, over that stretch. So, um, again, they need Gene back. They need Bryce back. They need some potential with, um, you know, a little bit more offensive firepower. Uh, and, again, their pitching's been good, so it's kept them in at both the bullpen and the starters outside of Jerris Familia. Um, you know, they've been solid lately. So, you know, it's a, a thing where this team, I think that, you know, you can be, you feel good about a, a lot of pieces of this team. And and obviously the trade deadline coming up in the next few days, you know, we'll be back on Monday after the weekend. And you know, the trade deadline's Tuesday. So we're going to really dive into that. And who knows if stuff happens over the weekend. But um, I think that, you know, assuming they add something, assuming, you know, they go get someone instead of Bailey Falter to start games every once in a while, assuming they, you know, supplement a little bit and, and who knows, maybe a lot, but even, you know, go get some a bat that can help like last year, like the Braves doing that Peterson Rosario Soler moves, who at the time all those moves were thought of as like, you know, bench guys or, you know, part time players or whatever. And as we've talked about so many times, became like three of the most important people in them actually crossing the finish line and winning the World Series. So you know, there are moves to be made and there are ways to supplement the roster. I, I, it's just so imperative that this team do it because this, this, this team's good, you know, and they fight and they've put themselves in a position where they deserve for this front office to back them. They're five games above 500. They're tied for a wild card spot. They are squarely in it and they have found a way to sustain without the best player in the sport. Like, think about, man, think about where the Phillies would be if Bryce doesn't break his hand. Think about it. Like, are they are they four games up in a playoffs? Are they three games up? Like, what did, what difference does Harper make over these games? We've had so many of these games with the low scoring losses and stuff. Like, what what kind of difference does Harper make? I mean, I, I think it's pretty big. <laughs> I don't know the exact number of games, but I think it matters. Um. So, and look, you you know, you can't do that. And there are lots of teams that have injuries and blah 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 blah. I get it, but um, it is pretty crazy to think about the the. The fact that they are a playoff team today on, on July 29th and, you know, have been doing it without Harper um, all month. So, you know, uh, more than a month since since June. You know, they've been doing it without, without Harper since the end of June. We've been a month now without Bryce Harper. Um, and they're, they're a playoff team. You know, they're in the playoffs today. So um, I think they deserve a lot of credit for that. And, uh, you know, obviously Topper deserves a lot of credit for keeping them together. But I think, you know, the... the this is the kind of thing where I think the Phillies teams of the last four years, three years, 2018 on, since they've, you know, quote unquote competed, you know, obviously different degrees of competition or, or at least of intending to compete or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, I've never felt on July 29th that it was real. 
and and we've had moments again the eight game win streak last year. You know, you get you get caught up in things, especially as a fan base that hasn't seen their team in the playoffs in over a decade. You know, it's easy to get excited. It's like yes, baseball, oh, the Phillies. I love it. You know, you, it's so easy to jump back on board, but. But in real wise, like in terms of reality, like like this feels different this year. Like this group feels different. Now I'm not saying they feel like a World Series winner, or you know they still have Nick Castellanos batting every game, and crushing my soul every time. Like God, he's my least favorite in so long. Just so disappointed with that loser. But and again, three at night, three at night last night. But you know. Um, but you know the the team has fought and and they've found a way to battle through some serious adversity. They lost the MVP of the sport, their of their league, you know, the the reigning MVP, a guy who was batting like three twenty something, three twenty six or whatever when he gets down. Like it felt like if believe if possible, like Bryce had actually become a better hitter than he was as an MVP. I mean, the directional hitting, the ability to just take the ball where it's supposed to go, the power still there, like just a a, a marvelous, like a, a magical type of hitter, someone who was a a real joy to watch on a nighttime basis. That was one of the things that when he got hurt, that was such a bummer for me. It was like obviously bummed for the Phillies and our chances, but I was also bummed just to not watch that guy play every night. Like it's been such a treat, you know, as someone who's watch you know almost you know not you miss a few always you have to but like uh, you know almost every Phillies game the last four or five years whatever like almost every single one and and even prior to that I was watching when they were horrible the Jeremy Hellickson days and all that um obviously maybe not quite as a uh uh in depth but watching you know and um but as someone who's you know just just it's my nightly activity it's what I do every night is watch the Phillies um it really sucked to lose Harper from that equation. You know, it was like the thing I look forward to most every night, just seeing this guy go out and just do what he does at the at the highest level. You know, as a as a pure baseball fan, like I felt like I was watching a high level Hall of Famer go at it on a day to day basis, and that's what it that's what it is, and that's what it felt like. And um, so, you know, for them to lose that guy, who clearly it was such a a imperative part of their offense, of the machine, of making it run, of making things go. And the fact that they've, you know, maintained, the fact that they've kept themselves in the playoff hunt, the fact that they've battled through that adversity, I mean, that's, I'm impressed by it. You know, I, again, I think if, if, and obviously last year's team, Harper goes down, they're completely screwed because we all remember the carcass of a roster that he was trying to drag to the playoffs in September. But, you know, this year's team, you know, the idea if it was last year's team at the same time Harper goes down, you know, it's just like no chance. It's like, all right, season over. Like, flat out, none of this, oh, the Braves do without a cootie, oh, none of that. Like, it's done, cooked, end it. Like, don't be stupid, it's over. This year, like, I think we all felt like it wasn't over, at least a lot of us, and and the Phillies have proven it. And, you know, Gene Segura is going to be back soon, and, you know, hopefully Harper can progress towards that, but, um, you know, it's, um, I've been, I've been really impressed with their, their ability to fight. And I think they deserve some credit for that. And I think they deserve a front office that's going to back them. I really do. Again, especially with how much you have committed to this core already. Um, especially with the you know soon to be eleven year playoff draft doesn't happen. You know, it's it's. I think it's okay to go go back them again. Now, I I as I've said many times, I have no problem with Dombrowski saying, you know, I'm not giving up something of value for a rental with you, dude. I never said you should. I don't want someone who's going to be here for half a season and then go be a free agent, and leave us, and give up Mick Abel. Like no. Nah, you know, I'm with you, but I need you to be willing 
to to give up a guy if it means someone's coming here for the next three years. You know what I mean? Like, I need you to at least be thinking that way, and I'm sure he is. It's Dave Dombrowski. Um, but if I had to bet, and again, the the tone of the of what he's had to say and all that, and again, said many times, I'll say many times more, you know, you can never trust these things, but what they say, it said he was never going to fire out a manager in season, doesn't even think about managers in season, drives fire a week later, so you're like, you know, whatever. But um, I think that that the vibe I get is that they're going to make moves, but that they're probably not going to go all in on a big move. Is the feeling I get, and that's fine. Again, like I've said many times, the Braves won the World Series last year with three under the radar moves. You know that was the the tipping point. So that's fine, but you better nail these moves. You know whether it's Chad Cool, whether it's funny enough Jose Quintana, a name that's mentioned, and we'll see him tonight potentially trying out for the team that could trade for him. And we know Dombrowski has a relationship with Pittsburgh. They made that trade. Uh, last season that that ended up not going through, you know, remember the uh, the Tyler Anderson deal that you know, but at least there's a relationship there. Maybe it hurt that relationship possibly. But um, by the way, Tyler Anderson pretty good for the Dodgers. But um, you know, it's um, I think they're gonna do stuff. I think he's gonna add up an, an arm, and I think he's gonna add a, a hitter. Um, I hope. I think if nothing else, I think he'll add an arm. Um, I think he'll add you know maybe an arm and a bullpen arm, something like that. But um. I'm really intrigued to see how he handles it because I would I would like to see him be a little aggressive. Like again, I'm not looking to trade any of our you know young arms. I'm not necessarily looking to trade Logan Ohapi. But if the right deal presents itself and I'm trading one of those guys plus something else, like I just want him to consider it. I'm not saying do it. I just want you to consider it because I do think that you know this team has a chance to you know, kind of put it together, make a run, and and they certainly have a chance to be in it as we look at the playoff standings right now as. Of course, the Braves in the first wild card spot. They are six and a half games out of the Phillies. And the Cardinals, who are again tied for that last wild card spot, 52 and 57. The Braves, 59 and 41. And even being six and a half back from the Braves isn't that bad compared to what it's been. Um, but the Padres, this is the one we don't talk about enough. The Padres are only two and a half games up on the Phillies and, and Cardinals. They are 55 and 45. So three in the win column, two in the loss column. Um, that they are up on the Phillies and Cardinals, you know, and the Phillies hold the tiebreaker against the Padres too. Padres, a team that wilted last year down the stretch, um, obviously have no recent history of, of a lot of success um, outside of, you know, some regular season success. So, you know, I, I don't, I think there's a chance that, you know, we kind of looked at like either the Phillies or the Cardinals are going to make the playoffs. I actually think there's certainly a chance where it's the Phillies and the Cardinals and the Padres get bumped out. Either way, it is starting to feel like those are the three teams. You know, it seems like the Braves are are more likely to win the NL East than not win the top wild card. You know what I mean? Like, they're fighting for that, and them and the Mets are, are in. But then those next three spots, because afterwards the Giants are faltering a bit. They're 49-53 games back at the Phillies and Cardinals. Now, to be fair, the 107-win team last year, like, it wouldn't be the most shocking thing ever if they went on a 14-game winning streak or something. But it seems like the Giants used up a lot of their magic last year, not the same vibe. Um, have obviously dealt with injuries like all teams and stuff, but um, you know they're three back. They're starting to fade. The Marlins are five back. So, you know, I do, I do think that you know, again, any of these teams could jump back in, especially the Giants. But I do think that the Padres, the Phillies, and the Cardinals. I think we're looking at those three teams for two spots. I think that's the way it's going to play out, and I really do think all three are are right there. You know, and and again, to the points we made, the Phillies have the tiebreaker over both. I mean, that is. 
big deal. It's a big deal. So, you know, the Phillies are, are in a really good spot, especially with the second half schedule we know it to be now. Again, last night was a little scary. It was a game they had and then almost lost against a bad team. But, you know, and then you lose the Cubs series. So it starts to make you think, well, hmm, you know, can they even beat the bad teams? And I think they can. And they did last night, obviously, in the end. But, um, you know, it, I think they need to prove they can handle these teams and, like, beat up on Pittsburgh now. Finish out this series, win three or four. You got two against Atlanta, and then you got four against Washington. Like, you should take six of eight against Washington and Pittsburgh. They should take 6-8 against Washington. Man, I think they can. You know, they're way better than these teams, talent-wise. So, um, big weekend of baseball coming up, as obviously uh, the trade deadline is Tuesday. So, this is the last chance the Phillies have to really put the pressure on the front office, pressure on Dabrowski. Um, Really big series in that way. Tonight, we get Ranger versus Quintana. Uh, Tomorrow, it is Nola. Excuse me, Falter versus Quintana. Tomorrow's Ranger against Keller. Mitch Keller has been better this year. And then Nola versus J.T. Brubaker, who I like a little bit, too, on Sunday. So, um, big weekend in baseball. Hopefully the Phillies can handle their business. And obviously, whatever happens Monday, we'll be back to talk freaking trade deadline. And obviously, if anything happens over the weekend, we'll talk about that, too. So, until then, everyone have a wonderful weekend. And thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.